Hey everyone, there was some problems with my side of the recording this week, um, some uh, technical problems, so you may hear some artifacts on my track, which can be annoying, and I truly apologize for that, but it was such a good discussion on this episode that we still decided to ship it, uh, I think it's worth it, so I hope you enjoy it. Okay, we are rolling. Rolling. Hey Siri, we are rolling. Rolling on a rip. <laughs> This is gonna make the it, make it to the show, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, How about no? Okay, so we're gonna start straight out the bat with follow up because last episode, I um, I announced a, a, a giveaway. I, I'm going to give away. Look at that guy. The the sketch handbook by Christian Kramer, which is a book awesome uh, that uh, will teach you all about sketch. And uh, so we are here announcing the winner. Hey, Kevin, do you know how we are doing this, by the way? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be powered by, by the awesome artificial intelligence of Siri. <laughs> yes. Uh, Siri is our third co-host. And so basically, like we were uh, looking at everyone who participated. Uh, I got to tell you, a lot of people participated and didn't follow the rules, which... Or pretty yep. simple, just tweet and mention Adlai <laughs> in the middle of the tweet. <laughs> and anyway, so... Yeah. Um, you, you will send them a book for, uh, that teaches them how to listen. How to, and how to sketch. tweet. It's amazing how, how, how many people don't know about that. Like, if you tweet at, at, well, <laughs> at username, you know, that thing. People... Yeah, but that, that part, I feel like it's, it's Twitter's fault. They they make it very complicated. But anyways, anyways, I, all right. Like yeah, we m might seem like we're complaining, but honestly, we just appreciate people that are interested in in the show and try to participate. Uh, thanks a lot. And it was really cool to see uh, people's tweets uh, and see like where people listen from. Um, that was really nice. And with that, um, it's between AJ Carwall. And uh, Mike Ivanchinchin, I'm so sorry uh, for butchering uh, your name. Um, so it's between these two. So uh, I'm just going to ask Siri to uh, flip a coin. And so if it's heads, the winner is Mike. If it's tails, the winner is AJ. Are you ready, Kevin? I'm so ready for this. All right, let's do it. Wait, what, what was it again? Um, <laughs> Heads, heads, Mike, tails, okay. AJ. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what it was. Well, I, I probably should make a note. <laughs> Mike, oh my gosh. heads. You can cut this out. Hey Siri, flip a coin. Rosencrantz says heads. Heads. All right, uh, Mike. Congratulations on your Boom. new book. I'm gonna get in touch with you on the Twitters. Um, so you can give me your address and stuff, and I'll ship it to you. If you don't answer, uh, I guess AJ, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll I'll reach out <laughs> to you. Uh, okay, that's it for follow up. Hi, how are hey. you? What's up? <laughs> Not much. Uh, I just give away a book. Super weird. It feels like we've been talking for an hour. Oh wow! But still haven't. You would be surprised. Record. Um. Mm hmm. Uh, do you know what? <laughs> Something very uh, crazy happened to me Did today. Did you just give away a book? <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> what happened? I feel like you did. 
Um, <laughs> no, I filled a paper form today. What is that? <laughs> I didn't know either. That's the first. That's the first time I see this. <laughs> I thought they were only an invention of the of the web. Uh, apparently not. I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm hosting an event in our office, um, and we're gonna have, serve alcohol. And apparently. Um, we've sort of crossed the, the threshold and we need an alcohol oh. permit. Uh, what is, what is, what is the <laughs> threshold? Do you know? Weird. Just out of curiosity? Uh, no, I don't No, I don't know. <laughs> okay. But it's, so there, there's, there's basically like one or two people like at your house, like that's fine. Mm. Um, but then there's like 150 people <laughs> event, uh, is like another and uh, and then there's kind of this gray zone in the middle where, um, honestly, don't don't call the police. But for the longest time, we just like yoloed it. <laughs> um, but now we're a serious endeavor. Um, <laughs> so I had to fill out the paper form. Uh, so I, I I had to go to the website, print the paper form, <laughs> fill it out with a a pen uh, like an animal. Uh, and then my options were to either uh, fax it. <laughs> which i don't even know how i would start doing that or mail it um so yeah that that was my life today wow. um and there, there's a lot of like really funny things in this form um that i realized once you start paying attention to the design um i can put a link in the show notes if people want to want for, to for the form uh, it's in french though uh yeah, yeah. Oh. it's a it's a big paper form uh, uh, but basically they have like a bunch of fields right um and one is like uh, date of birth um and it, it's like uh they split it across like year month day uh and then they have a giant like uh like required like that that's kind of like stamped like over the fields um which is super weird because like i'm pretty sure all the fields on this form are required um because it would make no sense to have just the date of birth be a required field i don't know why this one they felt the need to put required uh my guess is they probably had a couple with no date of birth um so someone passively aggressively like took but maybe the, it's because the they, they want to make sure that you are um, legal to drink I don't know. I don't. Given the form, that's not what right, it gotcha. implies. It's like name of the person who's responsible for uh, this event. I don't know. This is super weird. Uh, and they also have uh, something which is funny to, to me: uh, designing a checkout <laughs> uh, process for the web. Uh, they have a pe- paper checkout. So I basically like had to write down my credit card number <laughs> on this piece of paper, um, and they ha- they have one field that is named V code. Do you know what V code is? No, is it like the CVV or? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's your. It's like V code asterisk, and then you go to the bottom of the page and it says verification code. Like, there you go. Thank you. They you. should add uh, the uh, Apple Pay or something. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, did you see the the Oscars was... last night? Yep, <laughs> I saw I saw parts of it. Okay, but I just find this thing so boring most of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw this the big screw up. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So, at first, I thought this was like uh, another um, 
What was the name of the guy that messed up the, the beauty pageant or the Miss Universe or whatever? Remember that one? Yeah. Steve Harvey? Uh, Harvey? Um, yeah, Steve Harvey. Um, Steve Harvey. Which would be like a bad design card and stuff. But no, it was not the presenter's fault. Did you, did you see the card? I, I, I did see it. Yeah. So, like, it I had. I would be uh, too quick to jump to the, the defense of the design of this card. So. <laughs> well, what, what I'm trying to say but, is, like, the, the card in itself, it may not be, like, super accessible, but it had, you know, when it's closed on the back, it had, like, best uh, actress, actress or whatever. I don't remember. And it was, like, Emma Stone from yeah. La La Land. So it was, like, yeah. Sure, right? Uh, now, maybe the label on the outside of the card was like very thin and very small. And when you're like backstage with poorly lit uh, conditions and you have to pick the right card, maybe you can mess it up. So, but with that aside, it was not like this disaster that was the, the Miss Universe contest. That, that was pretty well, bad. So, there's a few things. I feel like there's more people involved here uh, than in the Miss Universe thing. Um, so a couple of things had to go wrong for this to happen. So one, a person backstage had to give out the wrong envelope. Um, and I can totally see why they might do that because they have a lot of, of these envelopes all over the place. Um, and it might be quite hard to read that like shiny gold lettering uh, on all these envelopes. Um, so that's number one. Then the second one... Um, there's the fact that the name of the category is only present at basically on the back of the envelope. So when you flip it over to open it, you don't even see the category there. Um, so even if the presenter wanted to sort of like look at that and uh, like try to catch the mistake, uh, there's no way they would have because if you're holding the envelope correctly, then you wouldn't even look at the category name. Um, and the third one, I think, well, actually, there might be a, a fifth one, but like, I don't know why they, they didn't even put the category name on the actual piece of paper inside of it. It just says like whatever the name of the winner is and the movie below it, um, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why wouldn't you put the, the category name there when people I have are a reading question. it? Um, uh, so go ahead. The name, what was written in the card? was Emma Stone, all that. And they were announcing the best movie, which is the last award of the night, right? So that yes. means that the card that had Emma Stone on it, it was already, like, used, right? Like, they've been through that category. Yep. I, I don't know. Did, did she win? Yep. Uh, I believe she did, yeah. Right. So... So I mean, like, that, it why, would be weird if she didn't. Why was that card still in circulation? Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They should burn them. Do they have, like, multiple <laughs> copies? Because if, if it was already open, oh, like... Do you think this is all uh, Emma Stone's fault? <gasps> Maybe. That, like, she got the card and then took it with her, but then she dropped it in the backstage, uh, and then someone found it. <gasps> We're on to this something. This is all our fault. Okay, we're on to something. <laughs> but anyways, like, another thing that's super weird is why did they not, like, look at the card and see Emma Stone? Like, didn't that ring a bell? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I well, the like presenter that, that did, would be curious to me. Like, if you see the face of 
the person who had to actually say the name, like he was pretty confused, yeah. and he looked at, at the whatever was with him. I I just glanced. At, uh, I don't know who was who were presenting. Anyway, they were like, um, yeah, me either. Uh, what is this? Well, I guess La La Land. <laughs> like, I don't blame yeah. him because he was, you know, in front of a camera with millions of people watching, and it was like, like you you you're not. You're not gonna jump to a conclusion that hey, someone messed up. Like, maybe. Yeah, you know. m- me either. But you know what? I f- I kind of feel like if the card had <laughs> and it seems weird to like, um, like armchair like quarterback this, <laughs> but <laughs> if if like the the card had like giant letters, Emma Stone, and then in small tiny font said so, like from La La Land. I feel like they wouldn't have looked at this and being like, oh, well, I guess it's La La Land. Like, well, I'm not going to blame you. Like, if you the, were the in front of would millions have actually... and that super fancy and is like the, the most pre- prestigious prize and you get a card and say, all right, say the winner. And you see it was done La La Land, you're like, uh... I don't know. I feel like that would have, like, kind of made me question. Like, I never opened one of those cards. Maybe they um, have, like, the name of the person who's going to pick the award <laughs> like Amazon is going to pick the award for La La Land who won best <laughs> I don't know man yeah I don't know that whole All thing right. is super weird uh, and it made for a very funny <laughs> thing to happen and Jimmy uh, Kimmel was terrible yep uh, <laughs> but congrats to uh, Moonlight for, for winning the best yes I actually saw it that night so last night like the night oh, of the really? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, like, but it's on my list. It's it's pretty, it's good? pretty great. It's pretty bold. Yeah, it's cool. it's one of those movies that wins Oscar. It, it was pretty amazing. It was really good. Nice. Okay. Um. All right. Before we get to our main topic, we do have a sponsor. So our sponsor this week is UX Pin. Now, do you know about UX Pin? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, because we tried it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> UXPIN is this new tool that lives on the web um, and allows product teams to collaborate across the like design development process. So you move over all of your designs there. Uh, it lives on the browser. Um, so syncing and, and version control. Oh, my God. I don't know if they have that. <laughs> so it lives on the browser. And what this makes is... Eliminates all the miscommunication. You know when you have like your design and then your developers ask you for, hey, give me that color hex value or give me whatever or where are the uh, new versions updated? Ver- I give up. Like, I feel like this is the kind of stuff that should be automated by now. And they do. So yeah, <laughs> you, you move everything there. Um, another thing that UXPIN has is this thing that they're calling it spec mode. Hey, no pun intended. Uh, but <laughs> I'll ding it. Uh, spec mode uh, is this feature that auto generates specs. Uh, so, like if you have a mock up, which by the way you can import from Photoshop or Sketch, you have your designs there and it will automati- automatically generate stuff like colors and, and, and specs, hence the name, right? So, that's pretty cool. Uh, you don't have to have your uh, developers asking you, hey, what's the X color, uh, hex code of this color? Or what are the sizes of that icon? Um, <laughs> they have everything in there. And this is pretty cool. I'm actually pretty excited about this. They have something that they call the free flow documentation feature, 
which is like you can create documentation like document your whole design directly into that tool which is pretty 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 neat i was pretty impressed so basically the strong point is that there, you're going to have all of your design work uh, in all of your communication with designers and developers in the same place and there's a lot of value for that um like you're going to have the single source of truth is going to be in ux pin um ux pin they prepared a special deal for layout listeners all right so they are giving you a week longer trial to everyone who signs up at uh, uxpin.com that's ux pin.com <laughs> so layout I, I was spelling ux but <laughs> 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 uxpin how do you spell that ux anyway uxpin.com slash layout um you go there you have a, i think it's up to two weeks free trial so you have nothing to lose just get in there yeah uh, you, don't have, you don't have like to start a new project in a new team just like import whatever you have from sketch or photoshop they have plugins for that and give it a shot and hey try that um try that that documentation feature it's pretty cool um yeah. all right thanks uh to ux pin for sponsoring layout and all of spec fm <laughs> I, f- I felt so like mike cool right now and all of spec fm <laughs> all the great shows <laughs> okay hey um how's it going man hey (laughs) good how are you i am uh, it's been pretty well it's been pretty great Uh, it's (laughs) been a long day yeah a long day hey um we have this uh thought uh so uh, a while back uh, remind me when was this you you um i guess upgraded from being an ic to a lead upgraded. design lead <laughs> uh well, yes i have when was this again i feel like it's i don't even know i feel like i've lost track of time it's like two months maybe anymore. three months no that's way more than this it's at least six months oh wow wow i'm old yeah okay yeah <laughs> um, um so let me see like so all right six months that's good for the for the sake of this conversation um like right now um i feel like the 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 smaller the team you work at um like the more hats you're gonna have to wear right you know we i think we talked about this uh which is obvious like yeah if the design team is just you you're not gonna dedicate like all your time just designing icons for example like you have to do more and um like jokingly is that a word jokingly yeah sure um it is now uh so jokingly i've been saying like hey i'm the design lead but i lead no one and that's true which is such a weird thing to (laughs) even given that title but here's like the verdict uh i am like the product designer meaning i am building mock-ups and prototypes you know so i guess in some way kind of like a motion designer and i also lead the whole effort of redesigning your app and um and i have to kind of lead and manage other people not just like me slash designers um so i've been doing some kind of managerial type of role um so wait wait, wait. Uh, what kind of people do you manage uh, so basically like i i 
I'm in charge of the whole redesign, the whole new redesign project, right? So I have to manage me and front right. end developers and the back end developers to make sure that you know our back end is ready for whatever our front end is pushing, and and I also okay. have like I designed the thing and I still do some front end um, occasionally. Well, yeah, <laughs> so like I have to do all of this, <laughs> and the thought right. that has been going through my head lately is. Well, right now I'm doing all this because because we have to. We're a small team and we have to. But if slash when we grow, right, I won't have to do all of this, all of these roles. So which role do I want to settle in? You know what I mean? Like, do I want to hire more yeah. product designers and be more of a manager type of role and maybe like actual like lead or do I want to be a PM? Do I, well, it's fair to say, do I want to be a front end developer? Because I, I have a shit ton of fun doing that. So I've been str- yeah. not struggling. I mean, it's not a pain point or whatever. Just been thinking about this. And because you did transition, well, I was going to say not recently, but six months. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, um, yeah, it's still fairly recent. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm like, a super experienced lead or anything but uh, i think it's a perfect amount for, for me to ask for you like if you, if you were a lead time. designer for a week i was like well it's not you know yes i think i think i do have enough experience now that i can i know what life was like before <laughs> i know what the transition was and i'm now like more on the other side like i i'm still a, a like beginner lead um but i i would have no like problem calling myself a design manager which is kind of weird to say so how'd you like it (laughs) to be honest but uh i okay so i was very scared (laughs) before actually doing it um it's super weird how like um when you're not a lead you're like should i should i be a lead should i manage people like am i like wasting my potential by not being a lead uh, and then when you are like, okay, I think I want to become a lead, then all you can think about is like, oh my gosh, like, should I, should I actually be designing? Like, is that what really matters? <laughs> um, so it's totally like the same fear, but just reversed. Um, but so yeah, I was like, so at, at that time I'd been at Shopify for a good two years. Um, and maybe even a bit more. Um, and I had gotten a lot of experience on like the product and like building like interfaces and, and like how we do things at Shopify. Um, but I was also, uh, I also started uh, like by being the first designer in the Montreal office uh, and help the, the company and the design team grow from like, one person uh which was me uh to like about 20 people um so while like being a manager like it never was in my official title it was always something that i sort of also did kind of um and i totally didn't have like the right kind of amount of like support or uh mentorship through that like i kind of like just winged it uh, and i don't think i did necessarily did a good job at it um but 
you know, like when you're just kind of starting out, I was kind of in the same situation as you are. And you start seeing certain needs where you're like, hey, like it'd be great if someone like organize the the whole team together so that like we know where we're going. <laughs> um, so those were a few of the things that I kind of just like started doing instinctively without even thinking of like, okay, this is a manager thing to do. Um, so uh, fast forward to basically um, six months ago, um, I was like, the team had grown to about 20 people. Um, we were having like different product teams, uh, working on different things. Um, and, um, we were sort of looking to grow the, the team even more, uh, and start forming these sort of areas, um, at Shopify in Montreal. Um, cause before that, all the leads were in, uh, other offices. So be it, uh, Ottawa or Toronto. Uh, but that's honestly like having a lead in a different city is really not optimal. Uh, so um, we started having these discussions. Uh, so yeah, and I like. <laughs> so I've always been kind of pretty ambitious and like, hey, like I can figure this out. Like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a try. Um, so the appeal of like trying something new that I, I knew I wouldn't be good at uh, was super scary, but also really interesting to me. Um, but um, there was like this massive like, element of, oh my gosh, like what if this goes wrong and I'm not a good manager? Like what's going to happen? <laughs> Am I going to lose everything that I love? Um, and yeah, that fear, honestly, like was not like anything that was that was real really um it was just like totally self-imposed uh by myself um and so by having discussions with like a bunch of people um i i realized that like there was nothing that was preventing me from if i if i didn't like it or if it didn't work out or anything like that for me to just go back to what i was doing before um so the way i pitched we like talked about it and we sort of like pitch it was like okay let's let's just give this a try for a few months and then see how you like it if you don't like it then you can just like go back to whatever you were doing before and that's totally fine um so that's kind of how i got started um and uh i knew in my sort of product area which is uh, the purchase experience that um we really wanted to expand the team because we had lots of projects like way more stuff that i than i could do uh i was being like very often the bo the bottleneck it was like people waiting on me for things to happen um so uh we're like okay yeah let's let's give this a try um so i started off with one report um and the way that like we've sort of set up this uh i don't know how you call it like i guess trial period um no one ever made me feel like it was like you're you are being tested here um but that's kind of also like how i felt um that like hey like this is just like there this is a low like pressure environment where you can learn and you can make mistakes um so one of the things that we did was i had a, a lead buddy someone that had was 
a more experienced lead that had been doing it for a while. I had a lot of experience. I had my own lead, obviously. Um, uh, and, but we also have, uh, at, at that time, we had a thing called uh, Lead Level Up, which is like a special program uh, that people at Shopify can take. Um, and there's basically a full day uh, kind of introductory like course where like there's gonna be your CEO who gave a talk and like told us about like here's what it's like to be a lead and here's like some of my my experiences going from a developer um to the CEO of a big company. Um so that was super interesting and super valuable. Um I was with a bunch of other new leads. Um and we also had uh we formed this kind of new lead group. Uh, that was like a bunch of new leads in Montreal. Um, so I really felt like I was very well supported in like this process. Uh, and yeah, had like my first report. Um, so um, I have to say like the first few weeks were very challenging. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, I'd say probably the hardest part is... Um, rewiring your brain <laughs> to uh not tie your self-worth to the stuff that you design um because for the longest time like my identity was i am a designer like i make good looking and like good interfaces that people know how to use that was that was me that was what i was i was known for um and now all of a sudden um I wasn't doing as much of that anymore. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of a, a scary moment. Um, and so, so basically, the way that uh, <laughs> I decided to approach it was, um, like, it's really hard <laughs> for, like, the first, the first while. Um, so what I did was say, Okay, you know what? We're not gonna give up anything. You're you're gonna do all of it, <laughs> uh, which is like if you know me, like I totally like m my kind of attitude towards anything. Really, like if I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna learn front end development and do design and also do iOS development and do all of these things. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, sure, I can add one more thing. Um, so my plan was that. I would find the still like these ways and like opportunities for me to still design the things. Um, so either like work on, I don't know, a presentation for a project I'm working on um, or um, like, I don't know, design posters for the office or something like that. Right. Like, and it's silly, trivial stuff, but uh, it was just a way for me to like, keep exercising the design part of my brain yeah that's what i was gonna um, say like this also be... like obviously kept having side projects that are very design heavy uh, yeah so those definitely played a huge part in me um continuing to to design even though technically like the the thing that i was doing at work was mostly not design um so that was kind of the first part uh, of saying, okay, well, for now, um, you're going to sort of do these two things in parallel. 
and obviously I had to make a trade-off uh, uh, and had to let go of some things. So, um, for example, like I used to write a whole lot more on my blog and stuff like that. And I kind of stopped all of oh, that. Oh, you had a blog? Uh, had a blog, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? All my free time that I have um, and that I want to spend working um, on something, like let me try to make that design work uh and and try to prioritize that for a while um so i did that um but also started looking at okay what are like the things that really get me excited about management um well there were a few things like one uh always enjoyed teaching what i know and sharing my passion with with other people so that was a big part for me like how do i help the people that are on my team grow and learn and 10x their skills. Um, so that was a huge source of motivation. Um, I didn't know how, like, and when I would get, like, a, a like recognition for that or, like, some sort of milestone, right? Because it's not, like, like you're shipping a, a new feature that, like, people can see and people can, like, recognize that. Um, helping someone is a lot harder to, <laughs> to measure. Um, but that was one part. And there was also another one, which is like sort of related to more project management type of stuff, but also um, shifting my focus to, okay, what do I think as a company, what do I think we should do? Uh, what would be the, like the right product decisions for the future? Uh, and sort of started looking at the roadmap and things like that. And, and just like overall vision and direction. Uh, and those are all things that I've always been really passionate about. And I think like good designers like tend to have that, um, which, which is like, I, I'd say as a designer, like the more control you have over things, the better a result it tends to be. Um, so if I was working on, on something as a designer, like I would have liked to have control over the marketing, control over the product direction, control over how stuff is going to get implemented on the front end, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and basically now what I was able to do was take all my time and use my time to be able to make sure that um, I can have sort of control over that. Um, and so while I wasn't necessarily doing like any of these specific tasks um i was able to like push the entire team in like the what i believe is the right direction and obviously this is all like a big team effort like this is not just like me saying hey like go left and people go left um but i was able to get involved into a lot more areas than i could before um and i started seeing that hey like you know what, like that, the actual front end of this thing, like anyone could build that. Like there's, there's no, there's nothing special about you <laughs> that make the front end code that you write really special. <laughs> uh, and someone could actually do a better job than you could at, at like this front end code that you, you were previously trying to write. Um, same thing for design. Like I, I like, I'm lucky enough now to have like three designers uh, that report to me. Uh, they're all super talented in areas that 
I'm not good at. <laughs> so like there is one, uh, one designer on my team who's like a really talented motion and interaction prototyping designer. Like this is, this is not a skill set that I have. Um, so uh, it's, it was basically m me trying to look at, okay, what is the thing that you bring to project that, that like is going to have the most impact and have the mo most value? Um, and for me, I realized that it was not any single thing. It was kind of the in the in between the like pushing towards a, a specific direction. It was uh, product decisions of like, okay, here's like five things that we could do. What should we do? Um, those kinds of things, uh, and a lot of like just decision making and long term planning. Um, and that's where I realized, okay, this is where you're actually bringing value and no one is, is doing that, can do that same kind of work because I had like more experience and I've like been through a lot of these like challenges before. Uh, and I've trained my, <laughs> the way I see it is like a, a mental algorithm for like making these decisions. Um, so I realized that um, if I wanted to keep designing, like that would just wouldn't scale. Um, and so that the way that I could increase my impact and output over time was actually instead of being like an addition, like being a plus one for the team, I could be like a multiplier and be like a times 10 uh, and basically take the output of everyone and like make it that much better. Um, so sort of all of these things together ended up making me realize, okay, management is actually something that is really cool and that I think you might have a shot at. Um, and I could like definitely see the, the benefits of me doing so. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of like the first, I'd say the first step of rewiring my brain to like being more about um the people than the actual output um and i guess i'd say what i'm designing right now at shopify is like the team um and not um and not any like given projects uh, and it takes a certain kind of humility to be like hey like those are i i'm on zero project right now but i'm also on all the projects right now <laughs> um and like let the people that actually do the work, like the space to shine and be like, I made the thing because um, it's super cool. Um, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> so this is basically kind of everything that went through my mind in the first few weeks uh, before I even know, like, okay, am I any good at this? Uh, That's good. That's good. So... And you touched on a lot of uh, sentiments, things that I've been uh, thinking about. Um, interesting enough, uh, I think I'm on I'm on a different place than you are. Meaning that mm -hmm. if I were to choose right now, like, okay, you want to be a lead, you want to be like a product designer, you want to be a PM, you want to be a front end developer, whatever. What would you? What do you want to do? I think right now, if I had to yeah. choose right now, 
I would still prefer to be a product designer, really, because there there's two things playing here. And one is like, I still feel that I suck as a product designer, like every single time <laughs> since forever. So I have this thing like, oh no, I can be so much better. I have a lot of things that I that I want to be better at. Um, you know that thing that uh, that video is like your skills never match your taste, right? Yeah, the gap. Yeah, by Ira Glass. There you go. So such a good video. Yeah, so good. We should find a link and put it in the show notes. Um, but it's like I I'm not there. Meaning, like, when I look at stuff that I did, like, four months ago or six months ago or whatever, like, I look at it, it's like, ugh, no. Like, <laughs> I could have done so much better. Like, I hate everything that I do still, which is not healthy, but it's just, I just want to be better. And I know that I can because of that gap, mm-hmm. that I can that I can see my work and not like it. So, in that sense, yeah. I want to be a product designer until, like, at least for couple more years or whatever until i i don't know um the the one thing that i yeah i mean i think from like i i don't think i'm a like good product designer well i i think i'm i'm at least an okay product designer but like i'm never gonna be the the best product designer yeah and that's okay like that's that's okay to to admit it and not really be what you want to be like i want to be the best like no one ever was, but I don't think I want to be the best. No, no. I never wanted wanted to be. Yeah, the best. no, that's like, that's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's fair. It's like, valid. Every single decision I've made in my career was about me not being the best at what I do. Because like when I get like that, that's one thing that I think I have gotten like good at. Uh, it's knowing when there starts to be diminishing returns. <laughs> on something and be like okay let me let me do like the 20 percent of the work and get 80 percent of the the rewards and after that like i'm out like i'm trying to like see where the next 20 percent i can do to like get 80 percent of the 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 rewards i don't know that's kind of weird that's probably like optimizing um, your learning (laughs) yeah there's sort of this very analogous analytical part of my brain who like sort of thinks this way that like yeah like if you spent 10 more years doing design you could be two percent better at what you do uh is that the best investment of your time but but that's fair and and i think uh, i'm like you in in that sense uh i'm just not there yet i still feel like i'm not there yet and I would love to just dedicate more time to it. Yeah, that's that's. But really one fair. thing that I, um, it would kill me to to give up is the sense of like ownership over the the products in overall like direction mm-hmm. of, which is something that I really embrace right now in this project. Um, maybe too much to be honest. Uh, well, I mean, like I feel right. <laughs> this is like this is super personal, but like I feel I'm I am. Bear with me. I feel like <laughs> I'm not qualified to do this job, but I also feel like you're not supposed to feel that way. <laughs> Is that like you're never supposed to be qualified to do the job? Yeah. So you know what? I feel like we we mentioned uh, when we were like starting out as freelancers, like we took 
gigs like without having no idea how you would do it like yeah sure i can do that and then rushing to learn it yep. i feel like that's me my whole career like <laughs> yeah i can take this <laughs> yeah. huge project no problem i'll just yeah no no worries and i have to learn how to be all all of these roles that i never wasn't before so it's like it's daunting it's exhausting super rewarding um but 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 yeah it's yeah. here's just one other one other factor that I feel like we don't want to say that it matters or is there and it shouldn't and I believe it but reality like if you're a lead you're I don't want to say better but you're like you're more advanced in your career like if you are a PM you are higher up than if you are an IC which I feel like, really? and we all kind of like agree that's not the case, but in company politics, I feel that. So basically, hmm. um, at this, imagine that in a couple of months, in a year, we decided to hire a bunch of new people. Um, and I say, you know what? I don't want to be a lead. I would prefer to, to be a product designer, um, like a senior product designer, but actually be pushing pixels and contributing. I would like be hiring a boss even though like you know <laughs> yeah and it's something that you can't yeah. run away with so maybe even though i would prefer to be an ic like having someone to control my work and like being my boss in a way like they have a final say like it's it's tricky mm-hmm. it's tricky well i i did hire my boss at shopify <laughs> um which is like a super interesting experience um but i like it really depends like let's let's say like you could hire like someone that you really admire um that like you've been a fan of their Mm -hmm. work for a long time to be your boss like i don't think you would mind really because it's like hey i'm gonna learn so much from this person uh, and so that's the mindset I've been trying to have of like, okay, let me try to hire the best kind of people. And if that means that like they're, they have a higher level of experience than I have, um, we can have more impact than, then so be it. Uh, I'm just gonna like learn from that. But, um, there's, there's like, just to go back to what you were saying about, um, sort of being a lead, like the the common like thinking is that a lead is going to have like more experience and is going to be like more important than individual contributors. Um, and that's not really how we view it at Shopify. And I know like a lot of people say also say that, um, but the way that we've set up our, our company is that there's, there's actually two tracks. There's the, um, individual contributor track and there's the management track um and you have the same levels for both tracks um and what we actually care about is your um the impact that you're having so someone might want to like stay uh, an individual contributor uh and work on super super challenging problems and 
like let's i don't know like design like the next whatever right like um take like a super high profile like super important product and and be like okay i'm gonna make this my mission um well this person can have a whole lot of impact um that someone who's like managing two or three people um and like doing one-on-ones and stuff like that like might not have um so we actually have been like changing the way this is viewed like internally at shopify so that there there is we don't see that assumption that like oh like this person is a lead it's it's just a different job like it's it's as simple as that yeah that's the way like i said that's the way i think we all kind of think yeah but yeah it's tricky like society isn't built like that right like and i'm sure people still think the way that like that you said like that i like that that like oh this lead obviously is like better than this i don't know like individual contributors because otherwise it wouldn't be a boss or whatever <laughs> like but that's just kind of the old way of thinking about it i think that that's still sort of present for in sure our minds for sure all right um we're running along I have like so much more to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I feel like we just scratched <laughs> and, the surface. And it's getting late. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's getting late. So maybe maybe let's let's keep talking about this next week or something. Okay, let's let's do a multi part yeah, series. I still have a lot of stuff as well. Hey, um so before we go, okay. I guess uh, do you have any recommendation that you wanna recommend? I do. Uh, okay. I've been super patient uh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> because um was it last week that you gave me shit for or the week before that you gave <laughs> gave me shit for recommending a product i bought but hadn't used before no that was like three weeks ago that, that was a smart lights thing right uh yeah. something like that right. anyways okay. close enough um yeah so um i as we talked about in a past episode of, of layout i recently have been to san francisco uh, and I've been traveling, like I, I've abandoned the the lifestyle of checking your luggage. <laughs> I'm all in on the carry on mm -hmm. lifestyle, uh, which is amazing, by the way. You should totally do that, everyone. Um, and so I've had this duffel bag for a really, really long time that I've been carrying around. Uh, and it's honestly pretty good. Like it was a Herschel bag, like, I don't know, a million people have it. Um, but it, it was like a good size and everything. Uh, but I realized that like, I hate carrying this thing so much in the airport. Like for you always walk for like a good 30 minute and you have like your backpack and you have this like big duffel bag. That's not like practical to lug around and all of that. Um, and yeah, on my trip to San Francisco, I was like, you know what? I don't have to to like live through this. Like I don't have to keep dealing with this. I can solve this problem uh and make my life a tiny bit better every time I, that I travel. Um so I bought um the away carry-on case. Uh and if you listen to a lot of podcasts, um you will notice that they've been sponsoring a lot of podcasts these days. Um not ours. So not ours. I guess they don't uh, need doors to. Doors fully now. open. Uh, I feel like they need to. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, I will give them a free sample uh, what an ad could be like. Um, but basically what it is, is um, a, a smart carry-on case uh, for, uh, I don't know, the modern age, I guess. Um, and one of the big features that they have is they have a built-in charger for your phone in your suitcase. How cool is that? Um, I feel like when you're traveling, like the last thing you want to happen is your phone to die. Um, and guess what? You're on your phone the whole damn time because you're always waiting for stuff to happen. Um, so having a charger in your suitcase is amazing. Um, so uh, they have that. It, they also have this like smart lock where you take like, the two zippers and you basically like lock them in and you can have a, a code. Um, it is like measured to be the exact right size to fit in all the carry on uh, luggage for like every basically every um, uh, airplane they get into. Uh, it's like super sturdy, has like two straps inside of it where you can like um, sort of condense the stuff in your luggage um i got the black one it looks amazing there's four wheels on it so it rolls really easily <laughs> it it's rolls. like super nice to carry around um and it's made of this like cool like um it's like a, a rigid case uh but it's it's kind of i don't know how to describe it like i don't know it's it's really really nice and high quality um so i highly recommend it uh i am going to be going to toronto pretty soon uh and i will be taking it with me um so i will definitely report back on that but like just using it in my <laughs> my house um it's uh really, really <laughs> just nice. carrying your, your go on a suitcase trip. everywhere in your house yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah so it's uh yeah really awesome um i highly recommend it uh, and it's, you know, the little things in life. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I have, I'm, I'm going to cheat. I have um, two recommendations. Pretty, pretty, pretty fast. You always cheat. Um, one is a TV show. If you're looking for new shows to watch, I would recommend one called Big Little Lies, which is on HBO. And hmm. it's based, apparently it's based on a very popular book. Uh. I never heard of the book. But I usually never heard of books, <laughs> so uh, I'll take that for what it's worth. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it stars Reese uh, Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Adam Scott. Um, and like according to IMDb, this is like the summary. Uh, tells a tale of three mothers of first graders whose apparently perfect lives unravel to the point of murder. It's like, it's, it starts very like... Mm. Desperate housewives, sex in the city type of thing. Very like suburban right. uh, mothers with the children. And then like there's a murder and it's like, what the hell is going on? Who died? Who killed? <laughs> Who is like super well done. <laughs> like it has the HBO quality and I recommend it. There's two episodes so far up. Um, I've been enjoying it. So that's oh. one. And the other is a more nerdy one. So this is an app for Mac OS. Course. I've been using it. I think it's pronounced MacOS. MacOS. I've been using it <laughs> since forever, but when uh, Sierra came out, it broke. Like the app was broken. <laughs> um, but now, like today or yesterday, whatever, they released a new version, like 
Because they have about time. Yeah, I know. So it's like a, a proper new version, like version like two. Just in time for the new operating system to come out. <laughs> well, it's probably like a single developer. Give them, cut them some slack. Anyway, I right. did, haven't said what the app is. The app is called Gadget, like G-A-G-E-T, Gadget. And it's very simple. It's an app that lives in the today sidebar notif- yes. notification thing you know when you slide from the mm-hmm. from the right yep and it's like it has your uh, google analytics stats over there and oh that's neat that's just it like I, I can show you i'm gonna send you a link it's like you add it there um like you you add your all of your sites uh, just log in with your google account add all your sites and you can see how many like <laughs> active users or sessions you have and then you can click and expand see a nifty little graph uh, with this new version you can add like real-time reports so you just swipe from the right and you see all the reports uh, of your all your websites i guess um and there's this also new feature of this new version which is like you can set up um what do they call it like events or triggers or whatever it's like you can say for example hey uh, send me a notification if layout.fm gets a 10% increase in traffic for some reason, right? So Oh, that's that's yeah. awesome. So you can set all like this metrics, this whatever, and they will send you like notifications or hey, when my personal website um passes 1 million page views, uh, it should be close. Not uh give me a notification like uh, <laughs> something like that. It's pretty cool. So it's an app that I've used since forever and now their new version is finally here and uh, it works on macOS. Cool. Links in the show notes. <laughs> All right. Nice. I'll check so, it out. So um, I will talk to you next week. And uh, by the way, if you guys want to join the discussion, maybe talk about what we've been talking about. Chime in. Let us know. Have you transitioned from uh, just a designer to a lead, to a manager, to whatever? Um, you can go to our Slack channel <laughs> team thing. Spec.fm slash Slack. You can request an invite. You'll get an invite. You'll join this the Slack team. Boom. You'll join the layout channel. Yes, until we run out. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, uh, if you do not know this, uh, um, spec.fm, this, the, we are reaching the limits of Slack, which is amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Slack. I think it's around 8,000. That's what I heard. Yeah. But we will see. So uh, Brian, Brian, and... Um, the spec team well they're building uh, this called this thing called spectrum which we're on the beta is it's it's shaping out to be really yeah. pretty cool so if you want to if you want to know updates on that it's basically it's going to be like a place for uh, designers and developers to to hang out and talk and whatever all sorts of things so you can go to to that same slack uh, team and you can join the spectrum channel to follow to, to to get some updates on that i know, I know Bryn and brian they're working like late nights on that so good job guys yep. and if you want a more podcast you can go spec.fm also too we have a lot of uh, a vast offer of podcasts if you're into that i guess you're into podcasts <laughs> if you've managed yeah. to listen this far also thanks to ux pin for sponsoring our show they are they were awesome thank you so much again don't yeah, just go to uxpin.com slash layout. Give, give them a try. And 
I bet you will like what you see. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool product. Um, and they will know that you came from us. That, that will help us and help you and help them. And everyone is happy. Hey, Kevin. I was asking you next week. Awesome. Bye. Bye.